genre. All right, how do you know when we're starting? Whenever. Here's our mark. We start at the clap or after the clap? Just fucking start. (laughs) 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 All right, ready? Let's get started. Nothing has changed. Hello, everyone. This is your Rocky Minute guys here, Doug and Jay. Jason. I don't know why I just call myself Jay. I don't ever go by Jay, but uh, here we are. Um, That's all anybody else calls you. Jay? Mm -hmm. All right. So here's Doug and Jay. (laughs) We are uh, coming today with a special episode. Uh, We were looking for something to break up the long hiatus and keep ourselves fresh. And... uh, it's not working. <laughs> no, because you really tell that we have no idea what we're doing here. I don't know <laughs> the first thing about podcasting or any. I don't know what's happening right now. But uh, no, we wanted to you know keep things uh, you know new and and uh, do a couple little episodes in between before we start Rocky Two. So here's the first one of our little hiatus episodes. Just to refresh your memory, I'm Jason Haynes and I'm Doug Greenberg, and uh, today we're breaking down minute. Oh. It's going to take a while to get used to that. It's funny I didn't get a- And we never break down the minutes. We knock them out. We knock them out. We're gonna be no- There's going to be some knocking out going on here for sure. Uh, it's funny I never do the intro. This one I probably would have nailed. But uh, uh, well, today we wanted to discuss uh, back when we were uh, doing podcasts. I think it was- What episode was that? Where 99. Episode 99 where we were talking about uh, round 14 and- No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. Exit- re- okay. We wanted to go to the distance. When the episode where- not the episode. The minute. Good thing we did this because <laughs> if this was Rocky too, we'd be in trouble. We went to do the scene where Rocky's and Adrian's laying in bed and Rocky's laying there and sitting there and he's talking about um, how he just wants to go the distance. When I was looking up stuff on that, uh, I found an article uh, called Four Motivational Lessons Rocky Balboa Can Teach You. And I mentioned the article in the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, because lesson number two in the four lessons was um, sometimes nope. lesson number three. Lesson number three in the article is going the distance is more important than winning or losing, and it was uh, from Rocky One. So that's where I brought up the article, or whatever, and we decided that one of our little hiatus episodes will be uh, discussing this particular article and talking about the four motivational lessons that Rocky Balboa can teach you. Because there are three other lessons. There are three other ones. Um, there's also going to be a little bit of a, you know foreshadowing here because uh, the other three lessons come from later movies. Right. This The one that you brought up was the only one that came from Rocky One, right? Right. So we're going to talk about other movies in the Rocky franchise that but prior to doing this, I didn't even know existed. But I'm <laughs> glad I did so we all know how Jay loves to talk ahead. Right. So I'm really – I'm going to go watch these other ones. I heard there's one about Russia. Possibly. I don't know. It's a very uh, hot topic right now. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode on Russia. Huh? On Russia itself, the country? Do you know another Russia? <laughs> um, or the Soviet Union? No, Russia. Such Soviet a, Union. Such a sad history. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not doing that one now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, I was totally unprepared for that one. 
So before we get into the four motivational lessons Rocky Balboa can teach you, we should mention the article was from is on breakingmuscle.com because when we're not researching or talking about or watching Rocky, uh, me and Doug are big into muscles. So we have, <laughs> we, we, we uh, I love a good muscle. <laughs> I like them in the red sauce. That's that like sweet and hot red sauce. Yeah, to get hot, them in. definitely got to oh, be spicy. God, I love those. A good plate of muscles. For from Canada muscles, right? The best muscles. I don't know. Let's ask Ryan. Ryan, if you're listening to this, uh, let us know how the muscles are over the up there in Canada. But so we love we love good muscles. So um, it's in BreakingMuscle.com, and it was an article was written by a guy named Kyle Williams. Uh, my son's name is Kyle. I actually named him after this guy here. <laughs> I didn't do that. Kyle Williams Haynes. So Kyle Williams is an Australian adventurer, fitness, and nutrition coach, and a motivational writer. He's a former army medic, physical trainer. He has 20 years experience in the fitness industry as an athlete, coach, and adventure leader. How the hell does one get a job as an adventure leader? (laughs) That seems awesome. Uh, He was the first person to climb Australia's 26, 2,000-meter mountains nonstop. Uh, Wow. Wow. He climbed 26, 2,000-meter, which is 6,500-foot mountains nonstop. Wow. And he also ran an 82-kilometer ultra marathon across Australian Alps while climbing the 21 highest mountains. Jesus Christ. This guy. <laughs> you thought that David Goggins was impressive. Wow, dude. David Goggins would be impressed by Kyle Williams. So he's an author now. He writes a lot of books. So he he is the one that wrote this article. So here we are. That's a little bit. About, you have anything more on Kyle Williams? No, I had nothing on Kyle Williams what is to begin with. 82 kilometers in miles for us American listeners. What is that? You know what that is real quick? Nope. Well, I'm going to Google it, and you're going to edit out this silence later. Mm-hmm. 82 kilometers is 50 miles. So he ran a 50-mile ultramarathon across the Australian Alps by climbing the 21 highest mountains. It's, oh, my God. It's called the A21 Ultra, if anyone's interested in um, by the end of this podcast, though, we may have inspired you to be <laughs> signing up for the A21 Ultra. We do have uh, Australian listeners. Do we? I don't know if it's just the one guy or more than one, but they run a wrestling podcast called Answering the Ten Count. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they're fans. So, shout out to our Australian fans. And um, if you know Kyle Williams, uh, get him listening. Tell him we're talking about his article here. Mm-hmm. And uh, run the A twenty one ultra marathon. Uh, I could I could safely say I'll never be running. I'll never run a marathon, much less the A twenty one ultra marathon. I want to give them proper shout out. Oh. There's Callum, Aussie, Greg, Tommy Gunn. Oh, don't know if they're all Australian or just Aussie Greg. <laughs> Aussie <laughs> Greg is definitely definitely <laughs> Australian. He was the only one that wasn't Australian. Well, we do listen to um, a band called Johnny Youth and the Verdict, which is um, a band of one white guy looks like a homeless person, <laughs> drummer, and three uh, Jamaican guys. And the singer of the band is the one white guy. <laughs> it's a Jamaican band, and he 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 sounds awesome. He as nails a the singer, reggae. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Aussie Greg was that one non Australian. I don't know what Johnny Youth and Greg had to do with this, but because he's not young either. Uh, oh, not even close. All right, so should we just dive right into this article here? Yeah. Do it. All right. Um, do you have anything to add, or uh, do you want to say anything on um, this episode, or is this just me then? No, no. This is your your spearhead in this one. So, 
All right, so we get to uh, lesson number one. We'll just dive right into it. So, lesson number one in the four motivational lessons is get the work done. And uh, he says, uh, whatever your ambition or goal, you'll never succeed unless you get the work done. And this is he brings this up because in Rocky two, Rocky's trainer Mickey uh, says to him, for a forty five minute fight, you got to train hard for forty five thousand minutes. Forty five thousand. That's ten weeks, ten hours a day. You listening? You ain't even trained one. Should have done that in a Mickey voice. I do a shitty Mickey voice. So that was that. So that's where the lesson comes from, Rocky too. that little speech by Mickey about work, putting in work, hard work. And uh, he also goes on to say that pops back up in Rocky Four when Duke is talking to Rocky um, when he comes up the stairs after they've played chess, right? They put a little game of chess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Duke comes upstairs and Rocky's obviously, uh, you know, talking to him. And he says that, uh, you know, you're going to have to go through hell worse than any nightmare you've ever dreamed. But when it's over, I know you'll be the one standing. You know what you have to do. Do it. Do it. So this is like, this is like the this this right here. Don't read my notes because then you're going to steal them. <laughs> this right here is the is like a cornerstone of life lessons. Like anything worth having is worth working hard for. You're always taught. Um, you know, you, you have to if you want to accomplish something, whatever it is, you have to put in hard work, and you have to just bear down and, and do what you got to do. So this is like, this is like one-on-one motivational yeah. lessons. I mean, nothing comes easy. Nothing that's worth having comes easy. At least training is hard, especially mm-hmm. for you know, an athletic event, but natural ability and practice can, and you know, regular practice can only take you so far. They, what's the uh, thing is like um, to make something second nature or habit, you have to do it a thousand times or 10,000 times or something like that. I believe it because we've done 120 podcasts and it's still not second nature <laughs> or natural. So we have another 980 to go and we'll be uh, not 980. <laughs> apparently, apparently math is also not second nature. <laughs> Train hard at math. So we have another 880 to go and we will be killing it. I mean, you know, you. Well, I don't know if we can – Related to boxing, but you were you, you practiced hard or you trained hard when you were a saxophonist, right? Um, not as hard as I should have. That's the key. That's and we're gonna get into some of that in a little bit too. Uh, I was like, a, uh, like if I had a le- like I had private saxophone lessons. If my lesson was at three o'clock, I was at two thirty. You know, cramming. Like I didn't practice as much. I didn't work mm-hmm. as hard. And that's you know part of the reason I'm not a famous saxophone player right now. In the same kind of vein, I was. I was a pretty decent baseball player as a, mm-hmm. as a youngster. Same thing, you know. But you're a kid in high school. Who knows to just bury yourself in in your craft and That's train the hard? Problem. For, That's the know? thing, though, is when you're a young person, you don't know fucking anything, dude. You're so <laughs> stupid and dumb. <laughs> you don't know anything, and you know. And and the funny thing is that, like, you have to make the most important decisions that shape the rest of your life when you're a kid. And I'm talking like from being like uh, a little kid to being like in college, like those, that period of time, you're making all decisions that affect the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you don't know a goddamn thing about life. No, but you think, you know, everything. You, you think, you know, right. You God, think, you I know, ah, oh, they're the fucking worst, but you have to make all these decisions. And, and, you know, you, you start like, before we get, let me just say that I, I know, most people who talk about things like this, like trying to inspire people, or motivate people, or, you know, they're like experts in that. Like we just talked about uh, Kyle Williams, the mm-hmm. stuff that he's done. He's more than qualified to to speak on this sort of thing. And I know a lot of people are going to listen to us and be like, who are these guys to 
come here and tell me about lessons on life, especially our critics like I'm sure Jay Oxner will have if he listen if he's still listening he'll have something to say about like oh you two fucking losers are going to tell us how to live our lives but he won't make it this far into this episode if he, if he does listen maybe we should put this in the beginning then <laughs> but that's just it is we I I am uniquely qualified to teach to talk about this stuff because I haven't worked hard for anything mm-hmm. ever and that's why I don't I'm not that, you know, I, and I've given up on everything I've ever done since I was a little kid. So I'm, I Same. feel like I'm more than qualified to talk to you about not giving up, right? Yeah, so saying like, don't make the mistakes that I have. Right. I have kids. I have two sons, and you know, hopefully, you know, my my one of my sons is is a very good athlete. Who actually, I'll I'll be talking <laughs> about him a little bit in this podcast. But uh, and the other, <laughs> the other is uh, is Travis. <laughs> Say no more. He's he's a he's a sweet kid, but not, not uh, he so he has no yeah he has no motivation. So we're trying. But anyway, that's what we get back to. So so as as growing up, you know, you have to make these decisions that affect your rest of your life. You hope that you have you know parents and relatives and friends and teachers and coaches that can help you make the right decisions and hope you hope that you can stick with things and not. You know, and put in the hard work and not give up on things and, and keep doing what you want to do. I was never under any delusion that I would be a major league baseball player. But now looking back, if I would have trained hard and focused on baseball in high school, I might have at least been able to get a college education out of it, which I did not. We're going to talk about that later on. <laughs> no, uh, never quit. I quit college too. Oh, that's next. Um, that's the next lesson. On the contrary, I'm the complete opposite of you. I actually always thought I'd be a famous saxophone player, like in the middle of Madison Square Garden, serenading the ladies with the, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I pictured it every day. I thought it was really going to come true. Send them flowers and yeah. to, to a girl in the mail and say, Got something special planned for you, right? Have a, have one of those like white shirts on that button halfway down that like flare out, and the pants high tight on the hips, and then flare out a little. Just the Rocky Fedora sunglasses. Like, women throwing roses, and I when I take a little break, I take one and put it in my mouth, and oh, boy. yeah, I had all the dreams, but I didn't work hard. I eventually quit, and uh, now you're a podcaster. And then I uh, I don't know about that either. And then I, a couple of years ago, I sold my very expensive saxophone that I had since I was in high school to uh, put a, a new central air conditioning unit in my house. Mm. And it's still fucking hot in here. So, <laughs> man, man, did I just lose all around. All right. But, but this, this to, you know, to wrap up the first lesson, the first uh, thing, you know, um, this is like you like universal, like working hard. Like this could be for any anything, whatever you're you know, you don't have to be a baseball player or saxophone player or athlete or this is just for everyday shit. Like if I don't want to cursing so much today. This is just for everyday stuff, everyday things. Like, you know It applies. If you're going to school, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be an athlete, you want to if you just want to uh, you know, go on a diet, lose some weight, get, stick to a workout plan. You know, if you maybe want to run a 5K, whatever you want to do, working hard is just universally, that's the way to get it that's done. That's probably the most applicable example for adults is getting on a diet and sticking to it and a workout plan because I can't tell you how many people I know or, you know, just in general that I've heard about that have tried a diet and then bailed out after a couple of weeks or, or you know, you, you all know mm-hmm. the the thing every – 
January and February, mm-hmm. gyms yeah. are jam packed with New Year's resolution people, you know, vowing to change their that like, no, this is going to be my year, the year I, I lose that 50 pounds. And then by March, it's just mm-hmm. the, the regular old crew, desolate gym again. Yeah. So but that very you know, applicable. Get the work done. And, and 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 if eating right and exercising and sticking to something was so easy, then the whole everybody would be uh, in shape and skinny. So it's hard and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of hard work. But yeah, but even in you know in your job, if you uh, you know, like we we work a job where there's a lot of overtime available, and you know if we want to make extra money and buy extra stuff and ha- you know whatever, then you have to work hard. You got to put in the work for your family and and what you need to do. So this is a across the board very very valuable lesson that. Rocky teaches us. And I think it's safe to say that in all the Rocky movies, Rocky puts in the work, works hard. Oh, yeah. Well, three is a good example of how originally he didn't. Mm-hmm. And we know how that turned out. And then he did. And we know how that turned out. So, all right. Imagine that. So, hard work. You have anything else on hard work? No, no. We can move on to lesson two. So, lesson two kind of like uh, work, goes into the next lesson. Like, working hard is one step. And then um, naturally, the next uh, big step would be not quitting. Mm -hmm. So the next lesson is don't quit. Never quit. Let the lesson number one kind of the training aspect gets you to the big event. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, let's say you're training for a boxing match or any kind of saxophone recital. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lesson one. Who doesn't love a good saxophone recital? (laughs) Uh, This one makes you push yourself to see it through the event. Right. Now, I'm sure the endurance factor doesn't really play much in saxophone playing. We have spoken from a person who's never touched a saxophone in their life, probably. Gonna tell us what it takes. <laughs> but for a physical event, like a boxing match or, a, I don't know, sporting event, mm-hmm. MMA, arm wrestling, I don't know. Ooh, throwing an over-the-top reference right yeah. Keep me in. A picture of Sly right there made me think of him. Mm-hmm. This is something that's you know, just as mental as it is physical. Right. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. Not quitting. That's like, uh, you know, I, like I said before, I've quit everything I've ever done pretty much almost mm-hmm. in life. So mm-hmm. very important. So you don't train hard to get to the thing and then you start the thing and quit it. So you failed lessons one and two forever. Oh, I'm a complete failure. Don't, I mean, I'm surprised this podcast is still going on. I'm probably would have packed it in like episode 20. You know, you can... <clears throat> And I'm not really speaking from that much experience myself, but I mean, you can train yourself to th- to think this way. You can say, you know, once once this thing is going down, I'm going <clears> to <throat> push myself, and I don't care how tired or or how much I'm getting beat. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going and see it through until the end. But you won't know how hard it is until you're in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking this, you know, from like seven minute uh, jujitsu matches at at training, you know, by I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, God, only two minutes is gone. Yeah. Right. And then that's the whole thing is you have to keep going the whole time, mm-hmm. not giving up. It, it, let's see what Kyle Williams says here about it, about bringing Rocky into it. He said what, what Rocky highlighted, he's talking about the, uh, we should go back to what the scene is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually going to lead, leads into my favorite all time Rocky quote. Of all four four movies, I say I know there's more than four, but I call them four. Of all four movies, this is my by far, hands down, 
my favorite quote of the, of all the Rocky movies. It might be one of my favorite quotes of all time. C.J. Oxner, I do have some favorite Rocky stuff. Um, and it's the quote where Rocky's talking to his kid. It's Rocky Four. He's getting ready to leave for Russia. Um, it's right before Adrian gives him that look out the window up top. And mm-hmm. so he's getting ready to leave and he's laying in bed with his kid. He's talking to him. And what does his kid ask him if he's ever, if he's afraid, right? Yeah. So he's t- asking him afraid. And Rocky talks about how sometimes when he's in a fight, he wishes he could just take one on the chin and it'd be over because he can't go on anymore. He can't fight anymore. He, he wants to just basically wants to give up. Can't even lift his hands can't up. Can't lift his hands up or whatever. But that's not the part I focus on. So he's talking about one side of him wants to just give up, give in, take one on the chin, be done with this, and it's finished. And then he says the other side wants to take more. Um, he wants to go that one more round because going that one more round when you don't think you can makes all the difference in your life. So that's the scene that that he's talking about. And he says it right, you know, he puts it up right here. But so that's the thing, going that one more round when you don't think you can is makes all the difference in your life. And, you know, he's saying that uh, what Rocky highlighted in this scene is the concept of never quitting. Getting the work done will get you to the start of your chosen challenge, what you just said. But during tough events will require some, well, I'm sorry. During tough events, you will require something more. You are being pushed to your limits. There will come a time when you consider stopping, giving up, or quitting. Uh, and he goes on to say, the ability to keep going, to never quit in such situations is something forged within. It comes deep. It comes from deep within your heart and your mind and needs to be developed during training. And he puts a nice little thing in here. It's something worth remembering in life. It's pretty hard to beat someone like Rocky who never quits. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much if you, you know, we talked about the first part is is working hard, getting into it. And and if you never, has a little saying go, if you, you can't fail, if you never give up. So if you just keep on trying, you never quit. No, you can't fail if you never give up. If you never stop trying, can't fail if you never stop trying. Well, you can't, right? <laughs> <laughs> like if you, you know, if you keep going, keep getting up, keep fighting, keep forging ahead, you you will eventually, you know, achieve whatever your goal was, possibly. Um, if I can bring it back to my son Evan, the mm-hmm. athlete of the family. I really admire this kid. He's seven years old. He's going to be eight in a couple of months. And even his wrestling coach came up to me one day after practice and told me what a tough kid he is. And there was last season was his first season ever wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was in a match and he was the kid he was fighting was more experienced and more and, and bigger than him. So he was wiping the floor with with Evan. Sure. And there so was you nicknamed one- him the mop. <laughs> <laughs> Evan the mop Greenberg. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, one at one point during the match, the kid had his forearm on Evan's throat, and you know he told me after the match that he couldn't breathe. But I could tell during the match that he started to break down a little bit. Like he he wasn't all out crying, but he had like his mm-hmm. crying face on, mm-hmm. and um, like I, it, it broke my heart. But even though he he did get his ass kicked, and you know, and he was suffering because the kid was choking him out. Uh, he still, he fought to the very last whistle. I like, I admire the shit out of him for that, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, a lesser kid and, and even like a bad beat like that could turn, especially a kid that's seven years old can turn him off from a sport like that forever. You know, you, you get your, your butt handed to you like that. You could say, you know, not for me. I didn't like the way that felt, but here we are, you know, in the spring camp, he's killing it there. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And something like that is very traumatic. I remember uh, when Richie Sheeran hit a monster home run that I, I probably still flying somewhere. I was a pitcher. That was, I quit pitching after that. That was, that was, that was the last pitch I threw. 
because <laughs> it's uh, what's that demeaning? Yeah, and you, you know that those Defeating. are the moments, right? But those are the moments you gotta, you know. He did this. Evan did this other thing too. We were out for a bike ride, and um, you go for bike rides. Yeah, it was nice. Like a family bike ride? No, just me oh, and him. God, have, yeah, both on the same bike? <clears throat> no, oh. he has his he has his bike, which was just like a BMX bike. We went down this one road, and we were going downhill. I didn't even realize it at the time that like how much of a downhill it was. But when we were on our way back, I'm I'm coming up to the bottom of the hill, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing. It, it was quite sizable when mm-hmm. you're at the bottom of it. So it was hard for me to get up. I'm chugging along and he's behind me. He falls back a little bit, but you know, I keep yelling, come on, Ev, keep up, keep up. And you know, sure enough, it, it took a while, mm-hmm. but we never stopped. And he got to the top of the hill and he actually was crying. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, my legs hurt so bad. But again, even in that moment, like he kept up with me mm-hmm. and he didn't quit. Right. Even though his his legs were probably burning. He was on a friggin' BMX bike going up a hill. Did I ever tell you the time when I was uh on my bike and I was going down a, a major hill? It was a big hill and I was going down it and I saw this girl that I liked. So I took my one hand off the handlebars to wave at her and I ended up going over the handlebars and I sprained <laughs> sprained my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a like a bike crash in front of your crush. So crush, we're crush. like 20 minutes into this episode and Evan has almost cried and then actually cried. And he's yeah. the tough one. <laughs> Do you, want to talk about you want to talk about Travis at all? Well, Travis was doing jujitsu for a while and he quit because he got uh, a bloody nose. See, that's 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 the thing, man. You got to get him back into it somehow. He is. He is oh, is yeah. Oh, look he's at that. Just, Don't just quit. out of the blue. All right. Maybe we can bring them on. They're a little <laughs> older. Um, yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, never. What's the old Vince Lombardi? Quitters never win. Winners never quit. I'm just, I'm full of fucking quotes today. <laughs> but I do want to bring up one more quote. Um, I had mentioned when we were talking about um, the round 14 episode, and I talked about my favorite Navy SEAL, David Goggins, who I listen to all the time. This, this guy, if you're ever looking to be motivated to do anything, just look up some David Goggins videos on YouTube. So I was looking up his stuff, and he has an interesting quote on quitting that I want to end this this lesson with. And it says, he says, everybody comes to a point in their life when they want to quit, but it's what you do at that moment that determines who you are. Mm. And this is a guy, when you look up David Goggins, who's done some, he's done some things. You mentioned he's, him. He's run those <clears throat> hundred mile marathons. marathons. He was a Navy SEAL, which in itself is obviously a huge accomplishment. Uh, but he's, he used, he used to hold the record. For- he used to, I don't know if he still does, but at one point he held the record for the most consecutive pull-ups. Which which was which was in the thousands. I, I want to say like three four thousand. Like <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's wow. But he um a funny. I'll just end it with this one um, because it goes along with not quitting. Is there's a story that David Goggins always tells. There was like this um, businessman who hired him once. The guy wanted to get in shape, and he and he wanted to do all this stuff, or whatever. So he hired David Goggins as like his personal trainer, and David Goggins went to like live with him and and. Get this guy ready for. I, I think he was. I think he wanted to run a marathon or an ultra marathon or whatever. So David Goggins brought the guy in a room and they had a pull up bar in the garage, and he says, um, "Go in there and don't come out until you've done." Uh, don't quote me because I don't remember exactly. I read this a long time ago. Let's say a hundred, like a hundred. I think you told me. This and he story. said, "Don't you're, you're not coming out of the garage until you do a hundred pull ups." And the guy was like, "You know, or wasn't it like like this? This deal is off until you do a hundred. Yeah, but it was still like he, he wouldn't let it. He said, don't, you know, like he went in the garage, David Goggins left and said, don't come out until you've done 100 pull-ups. And the guy was like, I, I can't do 100 pull-ups. You know, that's impossible. 
and David Goggins wasn't going to David Goggins wasn't going to work with him until he did it. And the guy went in the garage and he said like the first time he tried to do it, he could do like not even ten pull ups or whatever. And then he, he couldn't do any more. He had to stop. And and David Goggins was like, you know, just you can do so much more than you think you do. Just don't give up. Just keep trying. Keep pushing. Keep doing it. And the guy eventually did the hundred pull ups and. Not in a row. That's not in a row, but clear, it was but until he did a hundred. You know, and, but he did it in like uh, like less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Like it took him a while, but he did the hundred push up pull ups, and that was you know. He do like a couple, take a rest. Yes, but he did he did the hundred. So that was you know David Goggins always says that your your body you're capable of so much more than you think you are, and the people that quit, you know, you quit, and and he always brings up like you, you I want to say it was like forty percent. Like people sometimes quit at like forty percent of their potential, and his thing is if like you just keep going mm-hmm. and don't quit, don't give up, just keep going, you'll see how much more you can do and what you're what you're made of. So that's that lesson. Nice, not quitting. So don't give up, kids. All right, so here's the next one. Lesson three. You want to talk about lesson three? Uh, well, this one is uh, this is the one that we talked about uh, in minute ninety nine. Going the distance is more important than winning or losing. Mm. Now, this was so much more the theme of the movie that the result of the fight was kind of in the background, right? You know, so like this, th- it wasn't ever about Rocky winning the fight against Apollo Creed. It was about going the distance. But but this also this changed the movie. This this made the movie what it was because if like I said, I think I said this when we were talking about it. That that scene what they almost didn't put in the movie, mm-hmm. Rocky saying all he wants to do is go to distance. If they don't have that scene, then you think the movie's a failure because he loses the fight, right? But it, or if that scene is going like all I want to do is beat Apollo Creed, and then he goes and he doesn't win, then it, it was a loss. The only reason that Rocky was successful and you know he was successful and you're happy for him at the end is because he did what he wanted to do, which was just to go the distance. So this was a very important scene in the movie and it's a very important lesson in life. Going the distance. It goes back to, I think I said it before, like anything worth having in life doesn't come easy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for all you video game nerds out there that like to use your cheat codes, you know, to get unlimited weapons and stuff, is it really worth it in the end? Is it? When, when when you're utterly invincible and then you beat the game. Right. Right. Yeah, no. Cheaters. Cheaters. So what Kyle Williams says about this is, many of us have become creatures of instant gratification. We want results immediately and often balk at the time it takes to achieve something. Or worse still, we forget that sometimes training or competing is much more about the journey it takes you on rather than the end result. If what you're fighting or training for, that is what you're fighting for, can we uh, edit that out? And let me start again after the clap. <laughs> Is what you're fighting or training for that important that you're willing to go the distance regardless of the result? If you aren't, then you're on the wrong path. So what he's saying is that, so let's say you are training to climb a mountain, some mountain, and you're training and you're fighting and you work and and it, it, the, the work that you're putting in and what you're learning about yourself along the way is is more important than whatever the result is. So if you... If you knew the, let's say you don't make it to the top of that mountain and you knew that result when you started, most people would be like, well, then I'm not going to do this because I know in the end I don't make it. So that's why right. making it about the journey, the work and and trying and not giving up and trying to just go the distance is just as important as whether you've made it or didn't make it, made it, made it or did not make it. This, the, the best way that like, um, there was a caveat on this I want to talk about in a second, but the best way to illustrate this point is saying, um, like running a marathon, take for example, right? Like let's say I woke up tomorrow and decided I was going to run a marathon. 
I have to train for this. I have to work at it. I have to constantly, you know, work, not quit, not give up to, to run this marathon. Now we all know that even if I trained for the next 10 years, I'm not going to win the marathon. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to go out and come out number one in the marathon. So the point is not to win the marathon. The point is to finish the marathon. I don't think unless you're like one of the top 10 marathon athletes in the world, any, and, and how many people run a mar- marathons every year? I know thousands run New York city. So you're talking about probably hundreds and I, I wouldn't even begin to, I'm really not even going to throw a number out there, but <laughs> so many people run a marathon and probably a, a fraction, like less than, one percent of those actually have a shot at winning a marathon. Right. So it's just about going, finishing the marathon. So training for it, finishing it, seeing what you're made of, the whole thing. So that's a perfect way to illustrate this point that sometimes going a distance is more important than winning or losing. Now, would you be satisfied if you can not train, wake up the day to marathon, enter a cheat code, and win? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no cheat codes in life, Jay. Possibly. You know, it's funny. I said that thing about Evan before about how much I admire his, his uh, you know, fight and everything. Mm-hmm. And the kid cheats at Uno. So what the hell do I know? Uh, you have to stop that immediately. Yeah. Tell me about it. But the caveat I want to bring into this is this doesn't apply uh, to professional athletes because right. um, I, I, one of my favorite things, uh, I'm a Yankee fan. I love Derek Jeter. And one of the things Derek Jeter did an interview once where he talked, where somebody brought up like, isn't it? you know, just getting to the World Series an accomplishment. And he was like, uh, no, you know, why is that accomplishment? Just getting there, you know, in the end you lost and, and no one likes losing. So that is also a good trait. Like win, winning, it, you know, there's, there are times when winning is important, mm-hmm. but this is for the professional. So if you're a professional athlete, you're making millions of dollars, you're expected to win. I want you to come in first. Second place is the first loser. <laughs> um, so <laughs> although- <a> loser. <laughs> So although we, we're talking about, you know, one of the four big life lessons is going this is more important than winning or losing, that this doesn't apply across the board. Whereas working hard, never quitting, that applies across the board to everybody, everything you're doing, no matter what. But if you're a, like, if you're a competitive marathon runner and you actually have a chance to win the marathon, then yes, winning might be more important to you than just the journey the marathon takes you on. Maybe, I don't know. But there, so there are some, you know, the New York Yankees, like, I don't want to see them just finish a 162-game season. I want them to win the World Series. And if right. they didn't, it was a, another failure of a season, and they should all be fired and whatever. Some of them are. So it's not like a across-the-board lesson where some of the other ones are. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have any more on this? Uh, no, that's all I had on lesson three. All right, which brings us to lesson four, persistence. Now, Rockies, I know we're getting into it, but Rockies most inspirational speech doesn't even come until the sixth movie, sixth Rocky movie, which I didn't even reckon didn't even know existed. Now you, have you seen Rocky Balboa yes. since? Yes. Cause I think when we started the podcast, you never saw it. Never saw it. You've never uh-huh. seen it. Um, I've since watched it. I mean, now, now he says it in a boxing metaphor, but applies it to life where he's talking to his son mm-hmm. and his son is disappointed <clears throat> in him for, um, his son is disappointed in him for, taking this fight because now being Rocky's son, he's getting unwanted attention from, you know, people and his boss and, and whatnot, people in his life. So, uh, so he's upset with Rocky for pretty much making a laughing stock out of himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the quote? Let me read it. Sure. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, nobody is going to hit as hard as life. 
But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Sounds much, much more motivational when Rocky says it. I can do it again if you want. Um, I don't completely, maybe you have, can, I, I, like, pers- persistence and don't quit. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't they the same thing? Like, he sets yeah. separates them to two lessons, but. Yeah, I mean. Like, how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward seems to me like not quitting. So, yeah. we have, so it's really three lessons, persistence and. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Um. I mean, they needed the extra lesson to put this video in there, <laughs> this quote. Um, but there's more. There's more um, to that speech, hmm, and okay. you know, we'll we'll put these clips. I'll put these clips on the um, on the listeners page once we. Oh, well, real quick. So the definition of persistence is firm or op- obstinate uh, continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. So maybe I answer my own question and say like, don't don't quit. Not quitting. Could just be like you can, like I could keep doing the same thing, not giving up, but doing it the same way. Persistence mm-hmm. sounds like you can say like, like he says, keep moving forward. So you're you're, you're pushing forward while there's a force. While there's a force back. pushing you back, and you're pushing against that force mm-hmm. to keep going. It's a little bit more than not quitting. It's like, yeah, all right, all right, okay. Lesson number four: persistence. So I mean, another another part of his speech is. Uh, People tell you you're no good and then, you know, you, you, you believe it, but it's like, you know, everything is good until someone tells you you're no mm-hmm. good. Right. Then, then you start looking for somebody else to blame. And that's, he also says that in the, in the speech too. Um, he says, if you know what you're worth then go out and get what you're worth, but you have to be willing to take the hits. Mm-hmm. This applies to your professional life because if you're going for a promotion or for a job, <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's going to be forces against you. All right. And persistence means um, once you get denied for that promotion, you don't lay down and mm-hmm. just say, okay, I didn't get promoted. I'm shutting down production. <laughs> hmm. All right. So I'm a failure at lesson four. But I mean, this, this, is, uh, this is a good lesson for our children because like Rocky's saying it to his kid, his kid who's grown up and is already in a professional field. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we teach this, we start teaching this to our kids now, all of these lessons, right? And hopefully they don't turn into crybaby millennials. Just Ooh, kidding. I apologize to our millennial listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, this is a very important lesson. You know, um, I wrote this quote down, but I, don't, I didn't write where I got it from. Having or not having persistence will make all the difference in your life. You know, like you're going to face opposition, like everybody does, mm-hmm. in everything, and and you have to be able to to overcome it and keep moving forward and keep pushing and keep you know, going after what you want. I always talk. I always like. Uh, we haven't obviously discussed my hypochondriac, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I always get drawn to these stories of people who have like illnesses and you know things that they're facing health wise and they're fighting, whether it be a cancer or uh, any other kind of disease or anything like that. And and I always watch these like interviews and stuff, and people always talk about it. They said like when when the like an interviewer always say to them like how, how did you find the strength, the courage to keep fighting, like you know in the face of like a, a you know a, a, a non operable you know brain tumor, and and they were given like three months to live, and here it is like five years later they're still alive and they're still fighting. And the the question they always ask them is where did you find 
the, like I just said, I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> Where did you find the courage and the, to keep fighting, to keep moving forward, to keep pushing? And the answer is always relatively the same. They always say like, I didn't have a choice. You know, it was, this was my life. I didn't have an, any options. I had to keep fighting if I wanted to be here for my family and, and, and whatnot and my kids and my wife. And, you know, they needed me. So I didn't have a choice but to fight. Mm-hmm. And is it, it, wouldn't it be great if you can do that for everything in your life and not just when you have cancer or you have a terminal illness, like you face life, like I don't have a choice. Like I have to do this, this, and this. And the reason is I don't have a choice because I want to achieve this goal. The only way I can see this goal is to keep doing this. So I have to keep doing this. There's no options. There's no choices. Right. But for some reason, we as people, we don't fight our hardest until your life is on the line and you don't you know, appreciate the little things in life and, and, and give everything you have until your life is in you know, coming to an end and you have to fight to overcome that when, why don't we just do that for everything? Why didn't I have that? I don't have a choice. No quit get attitude toward playing the saxophone. (laughs) Even, um, now it's, it's not anywhere near as dire as a circumstance as cancer. Um, every morning, you know, on my work days, I get up at three 30 AM. I'm at the gym by four to get to work by seven. People ask me like, why, like, why, How, how do you get up that early? I, and, that, and that's what I say. I said, I don't give myself the option to not hmm. not get up. I say, tomorrow, I'm getting up at 3.30 and I'm going to be at the gym by 4. That's the only option. Because once you you start thinking about it, you make excuses why you don't want to get up, whatever the excuse is, I'm full of excuses. And I can very easily tell myself, you know what? I'm going to take tomorrow off and I'm not going to go. But I don't let myself do that <clears> because <throat> I don't give myself that option. Hmm. Good for you. I don't know, sitting next to a hero. Where's your article about the <laughs> lessons in life? Kyle Williams Greenberg. <laughs> um, so Kyle Williams, that's a great, that is great though. That's, that's how you do it, man. It's, I don't have a choice. Yeah. So Kyle Williams, you know, when he's talking about perseverance and uh, obviously Rocky, his whole, his whole life, his whole career, his whole everything, he was an underdog who fought against odds to, to become who he became. So Kyle Williams goes on to talk about, you know, that when you're facing perseverance, you know, if you were an underdog, you're facing perseverance, fighting through that. And he just writes, I just want to read his thing right in. Um, well, while these lessons are drawn from a fictional character, they truly are powerful motivation moments that will work for anyone. In the end, just like Rocky, we are all underdogs. Everyone at some point has experienced life, a life training or competition moment when they when they were the underdog when the odds were stacked against you you had to fight through a never ending struggle or were you or where you were expected to be beaten and quit our individual battles may be different but collectively we are all fighting the same underdog fight just like rocky whether you're struggling for motivation training for your next fitness event or just dealing with tough times in life um, i challenge you to apply rocky's motivational lessons to your own life as rocky said that's how winning is done and that's what you know this guy Kyle Williams was talking about with with these four lessons is that, um, you know, they were from a movie, they're fictional, but you learn from them and you apply them to your own life and you can achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. We invite you good listeners to apply these to your own life. Oh my God. Really? Do yeah. Why not? So I wanted to bring up David Goggins one more time because, Please, um, he's your biggest man crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, he, he had a quote on, on which I think summed up all of these four lessons put into one thing. It was a quote that he had. It said, if you have any mental toughness, if you have any fraction of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it, if you can get – can you edit that out and let me start again? Yes, I can. So going back to David Goggins, <laughs> uh, 
Um, I found a quote that he had that kind of encompassed, encompassed this whole article into one quote. And it said, if you had any mental toughness, if you had any fraction of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it. If you can get through to doing things that you hate to do, on the other side is greatness. So what he's saying is that between your average mundane life and achieving greatness, and greatness, as we have said, and it doesn't have to be you know running a marathon or or achieving something miraculously or beating Apollo Creed, or it could just be you know finishing a a, a month long diet program that you want to start. That your greatness at the end of, can be greatness at the end. And he's saying that in order to do that is you have to get through through your head to do the things you don't want to do, mm-hmm. and that not quitting, working hard, persistence, going the distance, they're all tough things. As we have illustrated, you know, not giving up on something, working hard, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. tough. And no one wants to do it. But what David Goggins is saying is that if you can do those things that nobody wants to do, um, on the other side of that is you can achieve what you want, whatever you are set out to achieve. And the last David Goggins quote is I want to bring up, it goes to not quitting. He always says, uh, don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Hmm. So if you're set out to do 10 reps on that bench press, you don't stop at six because you don't think you do anymore. You go until the 10 is finished. All right. All right. I'm going to the Jim, who's coming? <laughs> anything you want? Anything to wrap it up? Anything on David Goggins or uh, Rocking? I have nothing on David Goggins because you know I don't love him the way you mm-hmm. do. You know, a way that only two men can love each other. I, like I said, I invite everybody to apply these here in life, and you know, I'm not joking. And you how? Know? And getting back to Rocky, how many? I mean, movies. I mean, do you, can you say? Can teach you lessons like this over and over again, just from sitting down watching them. Like we all watch movies to. To laugh, to cry, right? Cry, Marley and me. Gotcha. They love that stupid dog, man. <laughs> uh, or when Woody says, uh, what does he say? See you later, pal, or see you later, see pal? Partner. See you later, partner. When um, on yeah. Toy Story. So long, partner. Three, so long, partner. When uh, we're leaving. We all watch them to cry and to be emotional and to be entertained or whatever. But there's a lot of movies out there that, that can teach you about, you know, getting through tough times and motivating yourself and becoming a better version of yourself. Um, and Rocky's mm. one of them and has done it time and time again. Rudy too. Rudy always gets me crying at the end. <laughs> when that old man, what's his name comes out? Who's the, who's the old guy, Rudy? What's his name? The old guy. I don't know his name. Um, when he comes out of the tunnel at the end, um, when he's watching Rudy at the end, mm-hmm. and he, I, oh my God, it gets me every time. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned because we are going to come back with another few um, hiatus episodes. So this is the first of a couple just to hold you over until we start, you know, production on Rocky 2, Rocky Minute Part 2. All right. So we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.